A lot of good feedback from Mary Rose's interview on oh, the podcast. Oh, okay, good. Really, good. really good. Yeah, be yeah. interested in Zentangle. So that's I awesome. Love that. Yeah. Right, right. That's now awesome. I love the Zentangle. And I also what I learned about her podcast, our podcast with her as our guest, she decided she was going to be an artist. Mm-hmm. And like that's the kindest gesture you could give yourself is giving you permission to accept your dream and start living it even if it's not what society says it is so i i took a lot of um takeaways from that yeah and it took some time but once she made that decision that was it she decided right yeah. she made the decision and yeah went from there and and um, she said I'm an artist and and I remember saying well what do you mean an artist like did you go to school for that like what was the story no mm-hmm. no I yeah. was never considered myself an artist until one day I said I'm an artist it's like whoa right. Yeah, but we, I think a lot of times we get concerned about what people think and what people say and what people, oh, from, maybe it's, we talk it's the about outside that. in instead of the inside out. And when it's Ooh. from the inside out, we embrace who we are. We're kind to ourselves. We're better versions of ourselves. Welcome to Communicate Kindly, the podcast. I'm Mary Feldman. And I'm Karen McCormick. Let's have a conversation about our conversations. Hello, it's Mary here. Welcome back to Communicate Kindly, the podcast. You just heard Karen and me talk about some of the takeaways from our last episode, The Calm of Zentangle. Today's episode refers back to episode 22, The Kindness in COVID, where Karen talks about rules at her shore house and the importance of having boundaries and expressing what those boundaries are. Take a listen. Hey, Karen. Hi, Mayor. How are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm taking a, a breath. And I'm kind of in that transition mode. September is like January. I mm-hmm. think we talked about this before, yeah. where it's almost like a new year and a transition period. And I'm transitioning from summer to fall, even though it's still summer, but yet. It certainly feels like summer today very hot and yucky yeah, yucky and um, humid but it's coming false coming and uh yeah it's a lot more traffic on the road in the morning because schools are open and uh it's just a different vibe but i'm re- i think i'm ready for it now yeah i'm definitely ready i'm definitely ready um but it's just that feeling of anticipation Mm, yeah what's this next season bringing and anticipation sometimes there's an underlying current current of anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah well 
I have anticipation for what's coming up because I have a few things on my calendar and my calendar went away yesterday. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, and you didn't back it up or you didn't so, have it in. I don't know. It's got to be in there somewhere. But so I am anticipating visit from my friends from Pennsylvania or two groups of friends from Pennsylvania and a few really fun things coming up. I don't know when they are because my calendar's gone. So I think I'm going to spend the rest of today figuring out where all my events are on my calendar. That's scary. I know. I know. If I miss, if I miss something, sorry, I I lost it. It's, it's not in my calendar anymore. So there's something to be said for the handwritten calendar. The the old fashioned day timers. Go back to old school. I loved my day timer. Everyone loved their day oh, timer. I loved my day timer. I felt like such a grown up with my day timer. Yes. <laughs> Get excited to order the new one every year. Yeah. They even might have gotten for more than a year. They were fabulous. Yeah. Oh, I felt like such a grown up. I don't know. Like, what happens if we ever had a blackout? the electricity and all of our uh, internet went down. What I don't know. Happen? Remember our friend Guy's husband, Scott, with his day timer? <laughs> I <I'm laughs> about that and he lost it. He lost it and his whole life was in there. And now, know, it's now in our phone. That's what our phone would be. Well, Whenever speaking to our friend Guy. Okay. We got a text from her this week after she listened to our first podcast of the fall. And she said that she had just listened to it. She said, well done, girls. The convo flows so easily. I'm excited for what's coming next. Though it was not the first time I heard the no throwing up rule, I'm still laughing (gasps) about it. I think it would be good to discuss that topic a bit more on your next episode. Though some may think it unkind for you to kick someone out of your house when they are in that state, you are actually being kind to yourself because you are honoring a boundary you set up. But let's Ah. face it, if they are in really bad shape, you really won't kick them out. Okay, so I guess we're talking about my rule at the beach house. Yes, and you referenced it on our first episode of the new season, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was about a rule of not throwing yeah. up in your in your house at the yeah. beach. Um, a lot of young people there going out and partying, and that that's your rule. Yes. Yes, we've had many pukes. Um, And I, you know, got some new things. The house was old and we had to redo it because nothing was working in there and it was a gut and it wasn't cheap and we have new things. And I was not like my chipper, easygoing self this summer because I wanted to keep everything nice. And I especially wanted all of the house guests to know if they traffic in and out. Yes, you could come in and out, but there's no puking and throwing up in this house. And that's my um, my rule, and no one did. So, And you set that boundary. 
I did. I lived with it and I feel good about it. It's kind of like someone you go to someone's house who has a swimming pool and they say no peeing in the pool. Kind of the same thing. (laughs) Well, once the rule is set, everybody knows what the expectation is, right? Yes. And now, you know, we're getting a little older. We're at the end of the college years, getting into the early adulthood. So I don't anticipate that kind of behavior. Not now. No, no, no. But I think it's good to vocalize what your rules are, what your boundaries are, and let people know. And then it's not a surprise that you've crossed a line. And you're not going to have it. Yeah. You're having none of it. That's actually, I think, a very doable rule. And each year I'll add to it. I think each year I'll change and have another more serious rule. You know, I've had kids. They're very comfortable when they come over and I want that. Kids, they're, you know, 21, 22, 23. I want that. Uh, but I don't want too comfortable either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, doing Pilates on my wall after I just had the walls painted, <laughs> you know, wall Pilates or whatever. Is someone doing Pilates on your wall? Well, they do stretches or something. <laughs> and I, and it was a house guest and I didn't say anything. I just thought, uh, you know, let it go. But maybe I'll build off of that next year. Well, I think that it's important. I think you got to let people know. Yeah. Because what happens when you don't, when you have those boundaries in your head, but you don't communicate them. Yeah. Then you, things happen. You build up resentment. It comes out in a different form. Maybe not so kind because you didn't vocalize what the boundaries are and it's it express what has been set yeah and I never really was good at that until recent I never really had good boundaries what do you mean by that I guess you could say maybe I'm more tolerant than a lot of people I tolerate more than some people would and maybe it's because like with kids I had three kids all the same age basically. And I didn't have time to continue to correct them for behaviors in the house. Like Mm -hmm. don't put your feet on the coffee table or, you know, so I had to let that go and just set my house up that eh, there's nothing that can get ruined. So I never had really nice stuff around because I didn't want to, you know, fret and fray over that. Now that they're a little older and I'm bringing a you know, little nicer stuff. Now all of a sudden I'm setting those kind of boundaries that are a little foreign. Mm, Yeah. That's one example. Another example would be, we don't have any boundaries with our dog. (laughs) None. This dog rules the world. And, and even one of my kids made a comment about it. They're like, you and dad, like let that dog, like take over and they're right we feel sorry for it 
24 seven. It comes, you know, in the stroller to the outdoor restaurant. It comes every weekend. It wherever comes we up go. the aisle at church to receive communion. <laughs> <laughs> Disguised as a baby. Now, wait, can, did we ever tell that story? No, do you? I think you might. All right, real quick, that. just because this is this in this my is mind. Hilarious. But this in my mind was a necessity. It was about three years ago. And I had twins getting ready to go to college and they wanted to go to college tours. And I had my husband during basketball season. And um, one was away in college. The other one had something going on, a visit somewhere else, I think, with a friend to call a college. And it was the one weekend I could take Jake to Penn State. And it was a last minute thing. And I had no one to watch the dog. So I said, we could do it if I bring the dog. So on the way to Penn State, I stopped at PetSmart and bought a stroller. And I thought, well, at least I could stick the dog in the stroller and go in and out of the buildings or whatever we have to do. So I did that and got a hotel that was dog friendly and off we went. And when we got up there, we toured a little bit, but most of the touring Jake could do on his own. Could not leave the dog in the hotel because he would be barking and disturbing. So the next day, it was Sunday and Jake was with his friend visiting at the dorm and I wanted to go to church on Sunday and I thought, oh, what am I going to do with the dog? So I stuffed him in his <laughs> stroller. And the stroller has a zipper. So I could zipper it and it had like a little umbrella thing on top of it that it almost looked like it was a newborn baby that was sleeping in there. So I thought, this is no sweat. I can pull it off. I roll into the campus church at Penn State main campus and I sit in the back and I'm hearing impaired and I don't always hear when he whines or barks or whatever so a young man was next to me and I said can you let me know if you hear a dog bark <laughs> he looked at me like I was nuts and I said Shh, it's a puppy in here so he looked at me and Things were good. Things were good through mass. And then he would nudge me and say, I think he's whining. <laughs> and then I would go and I'd say, okay, you're fine. You're fine. I would tell the dog to be quiet. And then it was communion time. And I said, well, he's behaving. <laughs> no one knows it's a dog in here. They're going to think it's a baby. And up to communion I went. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that or sacrilegious. Do you? I think that God loves all creatures, <laughs> large and small, yippy yappy, talking, but, slithering, whatever, whatever creature God loves so them. I'm I sure God it's... was saying, "Good for you." <laughs> well, there's there's a couple lessons in that. One, it didn't stop me from going to church. Two, well, yeah, but. Perhaps the people around you would have wished that it did stop you from going to the church. Well, only one guy knew. 
And the rest had no clue because we he kept him quiet and he was hidden. He was zipped up. His head doesn't pop out or anything. So um, it did. I feel me. like on the uh, on the original version of the story when it happened, which I yeah belly laughed for a long time about it. I thought that somebody asked to see your baby and you said, oh, no, it's a dog. Did that happen or did I make that up? <laughs> that was not a church. Okay. Not a church. At another moment during this trip while we were, <laughs> while we were strolling campus. Oh, okay. oh it was the same trip. Okay. All right. Now, let I, me tell you, I was close I, to write on that. So once we got these wheels for the dog, we were like, this is great. And then COVID happened and a lot more, you know, freedom with bringing pets outside to restaurants and things. So uh, we did that because in the long run, then we would have it easier for when we return home and the dog is settled. And now he's a little bit kooky. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. Like, he doesn't he, really bark that much. Not like mine. No. No, hardly barks at all. However, he does look at you with these puppy dog eyes where you think everywhere you go, you have to bring them. So, it's a little weird. All right. Um, well, there there go your boundaries. My boundaries could be improved with the dog. I mean, he's in our bed at night. Um, you know. Well, you're done. Looks- you're done. You've introduced it. It's done. Is you're never Baldy getting those. With you? You're never getting those boundaries back. Is Baldy in bed with you? Well, <laughs> we had boundaries with Baldy. We were very clear with our boundaries with Baldy. He was in a crate. He was going to stay in the crate. And then mm-hmm. he got the run of the house. Mm-hmm. No more crate. And now, <laughs> at nine years old, he's in bed with us every night. <laughs> never ever ever was going to happen we would never have a dog in our bed with us and there he, he is taking over he is the prince yeah I, and I, I know that's it like we're never getting that boundary back no he, and i don't know why we do it i mean and they are like live stuffed animals if you have a little <laughs> one anyway so yeah and mine doesn't stay in one position at night. He moves around and gets himself comfortable in different positions. So, well, yeah, I we never thought we would say it, but we actually really love it. And, <laughs> and, and we would have it no other way. I can't. We ever had him in a crate, and we had all these boundaries and. There are How no many years did he stay in the crate? Oh, I don't know. He probably, gosh, maybe a year, I'm going to say. But then, yeah. but then he, he, he didn't want the crate. Oh, we had him in a crate downstairs. We had him in a crate upstairs. We had him in a crate in our room. Then uh, it, yeah. I, you go through all these stages. Well, the crates yeah. went out in a yard sale or something. They're gone. <laughs> He's like, he, he can go wherever he wants now. He's totally I in charge. And does he ever give you that look? Like my dog gives us the look like blinks at Ed. Like I want to go to bed. 
And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's a point. To, yeah, yeah. Go to. He wants to go to bed before we do. <laughs> and guess who wins? He wins. He yeah. Oh, okay, honey. You want to go to bed now? Okay, I guess it's time for bed because the, we used to put him in a crate, and now he is telling us when to go to bed. No, they rule the house. You're absolutely right. Oh, that's good. Oh my gosh. So yeah. on the boundary conversation. Yeah. Any boundaries with people that are difficult? I think it's important. Yeah. That we know when we need to establish a boundary. Right. With someone. Yeah, I feel I don't have as much of an issue with people boundaries as I mm -hmm. once did. Because mm -hmm. I don't have as much of an active lifestyle. Well, and as you get older, I think you create those boundaries. So that I'm very clear, though, when I make plans with other people that really hold you accountable to those plans that I always say there's always a 10% chance I won't be able to make this. And usually it's because of my mom, a situation that I have. Like I always make it clear to people that you can make plans with me, but I'm not one of those that I'm going to say, I'm going to be there come heck or high water. If something happens with my family, uh, they're my priority. Mm -hmm. Well, as it should be. Yeah. I mean, even when the kids were small, though, I had a lot of people that didn't live that way. And people get mad at me if I, you know, canceled something. Then I just cut them out. <laughs> They're not a part of my. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. As you get older, I think you, you've already established your boundaries to a certain extent mm -hmm. of, you know, you've cut out those people. Um, right. And then that's done yeah i think it's interesting that you brought up the uh doing things invitations being able to say no if you're not interested mm -hmm. in going to something mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know mm -hmm. i always thought even because i can remember when i was in my 20s saying to myself it's an invitation. You can say yes, or you can say no. You don't mm -hmm. have to, you don't have to give a reason. You don't yeah. have, you don't have to make up excuses. You can say no, yeah. thank you. You don't, right. you, you don't have to inv invite people right. into your world that way. Right. Right. By making up some reason that you yeah. can't, can't do something. And I guess that's a form of establishing a boundary. I'm saying yeah. this because I know in my head, I believed it. I know in my head, I told people that like other people mm -hmm. who might have a problem saying no, uh, Oh, this, like I was invited to this and how am I going to say no? And I would say, well, it's an invitation. You can say yes or no. From the time I was young, I would say that. Did I practice that? No, I did not. I did not uh, establish boundaries and I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't necessarily make up excuses. I would attend. I would just show. I would just go oh, because right. I because I would feel bad. So I talked a good game, but you didn't follow through. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. a hard thing. I think I see it in the young people now today. They say, well, I should go to this. I have mm-hmm. to go to that. And I did the same thing. And in my 20s, I was all over the place. You were. I, 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 I was doing too much. Yes, I went you to that. Oh, I have this. Yeah. And half of it I didn't want to do. So I'm trying to initiate that. You were very popular kids. and you, you had a lot of um you were more popular than me not at all that is yes you are that's not listeners trust me mary's Uh the most popular she had the cooking light group oh here we go group she (laughs) had the london girls group the english group the cyo group you see you see this on every episode People wanted you true. around, Kara. They've always wanted to be in your company. I'm uh-huh. not that much fun like you, you are. Were, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were. Don't believe her, listeners. Um, yes. Yeah, so, but what happened with me was I was all like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll go to that. I'll go to that. I'll go to that. I'll go to that. And then I was like, Bleh. and I wouldn't do anything. The empath in me, you know? Yes. Yeah, I think we both are afflicted with that condition. Yes. But we're getting so, better. We are because we're And we hope that we're helping other people get better. Yes. Establishing uh, boundaries and I saying say what that, you mean and meaning what you say. And that's a big one. That's, that's a communicating really kindly. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. How I could have done that differently. For sure. For sure. Well, we're just. Well, thank you, Guy Brennan, for that awesome question and helping us to dive in a little deeper on the boundaries. And (laughs) let us hope that no one will throw up in Karen's house again. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Here are the takeaways. Number one, when you establish boundaries, be sure to express what those boundaries and expectations are. Number two, boundaries go out the window when it comes to your pets. At least it does for Karen and me. Number three, invitations are just that. You can say yes or you can say no. Number four, be truthful. Don't make up excuses if you don't want to do something. Stay true to yourself. Number five, keep it simple. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Thank you so much for listening. And please, if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to share it with a friend and rate and review so others can find it. To rate on Apple Podcasts, just go to the podcast icon, search for Communicate Kindly, the podcast, click on the podcast cover, and you will see episodes. Then just scroll down a bit until you see ratings and reviews, and you'll see click to rate with five stars next to it. Just click the five stars. And then just below that, you'll see an option to write a review. If you're listening on Spotify, search for the show on the Spotify app, 
And just below the description of the show, you'll see a star. And if you click the star, it will ask if you want to rate the show. Be sure to click follow wherever you are listening so that you don't miss an episode. And you can follow me on Instagram at mary.feldman and Karen at mom McCormick. When you communicate, communicate kindly and transform the world one conversation at a time. 